reaching, reaching, reaches. You are our strength. Thank you, Jesus. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. Reaches to me. You are our strength. Thank you, Lord. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. Reaches to me. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For we have no strength that of our own, God. Hallelujah. For when we are strong, we are weak. Thank you, Jesus. And when we are weak, we are strong. Father, we thank you for being our strength. Thank you for being our hope. Can let the instrumental play. Thank you for being our hope. Thank you for being our joy. Thank you for being our life. Thank you for being our everything. And Father, until we realize that you are our everything, God will continue to be misused, abused, put out, cast out, trodden under feet. Hallelujah. Until we realize that you are our everything. You are our strength that's reaching, reaching to me, reaching to us, even now, even now. Every day in the land of the living, we realize, God, that we're still alive. And because we're still alive, hallelujah, it's only because of your will, only because of your desire, only because you predestined us, hallelujah, to be here in the land of the living. You are our strength. You are our strength. You are our hope. You are everything. Reaching, reaching, reaching our joy, our peace our life everlasting, nothing that we have, nothing that we do, Father God, is without you. Not only are you our strength, you are our peace, you are our love, you are our filler. Father, you can quench all our thirst, hallelujah. You can work with all our hungers. Father, we thank you today. We thank you today for bringing us into this seventh month. Thank you today, Father, for the struggles of June. Thank you, Father, for even going through the struggles of June. We realize, God, we realize, Father, that you brought us, you taught us, and you've kept us. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you again and again and again and again and again for looking beyond our fault and seeing our needs and knowing how much that we need you, God. You are forever, 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 forever blessing us and holding us. And when we think we are alone, Father, that's when you are the closest. Father God, when we think that you've forgotten about us, Father, that's when you're thinking about us the most. And Father, you're, you're, you're so much God. You're so much everything. You're so much what your word says that you are. No matter where we go, God, there is no hiding place, Father. Uh, even when we are even encompassed about with 
the cares of this world and being blocked in the confines of our mind, being in a hopeless state, God, you're still there, and God, you still our strength. You're still our strength. You're still our hope. You're still our guide. You're still our everything. And we depend solely on you today. What a mighty God, what a mighty God, what a mighty God we serve. We thank you, Father God, this day. In Jesus' name, thank God and amen. Come on and give God a hand praise. Give God a hand praise for independence. Give God a hand praise for his move, him moving. Give God a hand praise for our everything, our everything, our everything today. Give God a hand praise. Give him a hand praise. Give him a hand praise. Give him a hand praise today. For he is our, our everything. Hallelujah. He looks beyond all of our faults and see our, our need. Amen. How much do we need the Lord on today? Hallelujah. This world is not our home. We're just passing through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm, mm. It's good to know that we're passing through. It's good to know that we're passing through. Good morning. You may be seated. God bless you. Greater harvest. What a day the difference makes. Thank you, Jesus. This Independence Day, this Independence Day being free, amen, being alive. Hallelujah. Knowing that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or even think, and it's according to, amen, his thoughts towards us and not so much our thoughts towards ourselves. But I thank God for this day. I thank God for independence. I thank God for being free. And I know there's a lot of things going on, but yet our freedom cannot be compromised. Thanks to each and every one of you who are here in the sanctuary. Thank you for those who are looking. Amen. Hopefully, amen, I can begin to share, hallelujah, what God has been sharing with me all week long. Amen. Our scripture text this morning comes from John chapter 12 and verse 40. He was blind, he has blind their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they should see with their eyes, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. Hallelujah. So that I shall heal them. And for thought, look at yourself and look at your choices. That's our thought today. Look at yourself and look at your choices. We'll uh, move and look at that a little further. This week in the news, many things are happening, praise God. And what, uh, I, what the Lord was showing me this week is that many times, many times, many times, many times we'll hear the things that are going on and we kind of disconnect from the things that are going on. And when I say disconnect, sometimes it affects us for a moment and we get that... <sighs> Feeling down on the inside, praise God, like when hearing the young lady who, I believe in L.A., uh, took the life of her three young children. It's, it's, it's a moment that we gasp for breath. It's a moment that it, it's so unbelievable. And yet the things, they're still going on and they're still happening. I believe and I trust God that he is in all and through all. Hallelujah. These things, they begin to happen, and these things begin to move us in our lives. And after a brief moment of being affected by hearing that news at first sight, praise God, things begin to happen. And things happen here and there. 
So it looks like that the world and the news and everything there about us, praise God, things are happening and we hear those things and we disconnect from those things. Hopefully I can make some sense today and the word be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. You see, there are so many things that happens here, there, and everywhere until we get to the point that uh, we're not taking responsibility. We're not taking responsibility of what's happening. This week, I felt so overcome with responsibility. I was trying to shake myself and shake away from being responsible because everywhere I looked and everything that was happening, I felt a weight of responsibility. And as the Holy Ghost began to minister to me and let me know that I couldn't get out away from that responsibility because that responsibility is something that was given to me by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost has made me responsible and accountable for the things that I know. I believe the word says it best, him that know what to do and don't do to him, it is sin. Along with that comes responsibility. And saints of the most high God, we are responsible. We are responsible for what takes place, praise God. I believe if I go through what the Spirit of the Lord had given me and as I try to bring it down, and I believe we will get somewhere on this morning. It's very important that we get somewhere on this morning because I believe that sometimes we are responsible for things and the things that we know that we are responsible for, I think sometimes we push them away. I don't know. We push them away. Ah, when I begin to look at the different things that are taking place, I want to briefly bring your mind back to, I believe, last week or the week before when there was 50 police officers in Portland, Oregon, because their uh, uh, officer was accused, amen, and found guilty, amen, by uh, uh, hitting this woman with his baton. He was tried and, and found guilty and, hallelujah, persecuted at the highest level of the law. So uh, that caused 50 police officers to leave their jobs. Well, it's about impunity because in the United States of America, when you wear a badge and all that goes along with that, there's certain things that you can do and it falls under that current, praise God. So when we strive for justice, racial justice, impunity is a law that protects police officers when they do things while wearing that badge. And that's why, amen, those officers, they began to make a statement, praise God, saying, you know what, we're going to leave our jobs. Well, it's officers like that that we want to leave the job because they did not take the oath in the way that the oath should have been taken. Maybe they spoke the words, but it was not in their hearts. And that is responsibility. And as we talk about those 50 that walk, I know at least there are some that still stay. And they stay because it is from their heart. They are committed to the responsibility. Stay responsibility with me. Responsibility. They are committed to responsibility. Part of the responsibility is doing the work of the Lord. And while we're doing the work of the Lord, sometimes we find ourselves in places. Hallelujah. You may find yourself in a place like I may find myself sometimes. There may be some times when you're doing God's work. And I'm talk not talking about church work. Church work will take you uh, places you don't want to go. 
but when you're doing kingdom work, amen, because kingdom work continues. Kingdom work doesn't stop. Kingdom work comes from God himself speaking directly to you, and we see Jesus as an example of kingdom work. Even though there were circumstances and situations that would cause Jesus to do things, uh, turn his back on a situation or not fulfill, amen, the vocation from where he is called. But that's why Jesus is called the high priest and the high priest who had not been touched by infirmities that we're going to face because everything that we have to go through, Jesus went through. So sometimes there may be times when you don't want to do the work of God. I remember Bishop Blake teaching a message years back. And he said, Lord, help me to do that that I don't want to do. And I know if you all live in this flesh like I live in this flesh, there are many things that the Spirit of God would give us to do, and we don't want to do them. We just may as well be frank and be honest with ourselves. I say to you, though, continue to work with the faith that your works shall be redeemed. Your works will be redeemed. It's easy. It's easy to understand how one can be discouraged with no immediate rewards. Hallelujah. It's hard to put that seed in the ground and wait for it to germinate and produce a fruit. But we know that one seed produces an apple tree and nobody knows how many apples that tree will produce. So you sow seeds. We sow seeds as we go here and there when we go everywhere. Believe it or not, when you're not even trying to sow seeds, seeds are being sown. What kind of seeds are you sowing today? And it's easy to understand how one can be discouraged because there are no rewards. But we must continue to work in faith, knowing that our works are redeemable under the great Redeemer. James 2.24 says, Ye see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. Hallelujah. Your faith must be at work. Faith without works is dead. These are the things that we must be reminded of because when my faith is at work, responsibility to do the, that that is right in the eyes of God, not that which may be right in the eyes of man, but that which is right in the eyes of God. I want to please God. Matthew 5, 16 takes it a little further. It said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven. So we want to live right. We want to do right. We want to work right because we want God to be glorified and because we are the instruments, amen. God has no hands but my hands. God has no eyes but your eyes, no feet but your, no. God needs us as his instruments, praise God. So we need to do the work that God has given us to do. We don't need to focus on being a provider, praise God. We already have a provider. Yes, yes, we must go to work. We must do those basic things, but God is the ultimate provider. And you will never be able to provide more than the great provider. How can I position myself for God to provide for me? Is to be obedient to his will and to walk according to what God has given me as an individual to walk with. We must simply learn to be vessels for the provider. Amen. Use me, God. Use me, God. I know that when we are constantly in service and revivals and high time in the Lord and the spirit will be high, you could hear echoes across the sanctuary. Use me, God. Use me, God. I want to be used, God. Have we been crying out for God to use us since we have not been together? 
And when we begin to walk and see and understand the simplicity, the simple things of the word, the simple things of the word like Matthew 7 and 7, which says, ask and it shall be given. When's the last time have you really asked the Lord? Amen. And ask the Lord. Now, now, now we can bring words out of our mouths. Amen. And we can formulate sentences in our head. But what God, God's going to hear it. But what God really needs to hear is what the heart is saying. Because my mouth could say one thing, but in my heart is something else. When the last time, hallelujah, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Not and the door shall be open unto you. Saints, we need to remember the lesson. Ask, amen, seek, and knock. And nobody can, amen, dictate to you when to ask, when to seek, when to knock. Praise God. You, amen, through our personal relationship with him, we must act according to the will of God concerning each and every one of our lives. These are all actions. If you are standing still, you ain't speaking to the right one. Our father said to go and to have faith in God, knowing his rewards will outweigh our suffering. Yes, yes, 1 Corinthians 2.9 reminds us, but as it is written, and I know we've seen this scripture manifest itself, but as it is written in our very own lives, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God have prepared for them that love him. And I know everybody can raise their hand and say, I love the Lord. Amen. And because we love him, praise God, we fall back on our scripture text. And our scripture text again is John 12 and 40. He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they should see with their eyes, lest they should understand with their hearts. See, to the most high God, when we begin to look at it, turn so that, so that we can be healed by the Lord. We have to turn, amen, and allow God to heal us. So look at yourself and look at your choices. And he who has and who's believed our report. You see, when we look at ourselves and look at our choices and when we, we begin to line up with the word of God, we go into that text of John chapter 12. It says, who believed our report? And verse 37 says, but although he had done so many signs before them, they did not believe in him. I know we've seen signs and we have seen wonders and we have seen miracles. I know right within the confines of our own family life, the greater harvest, first, the greater harvest church family life. We have heard reports of uh, the virus. We've heard reports of cancers. We've heard reports and we've seen the signs that we believe in God and God has healed and worked the work in our lives. Verse 38 says that the word of Isaiah, the prophet, might be fulfilled which he spoke. You see, Lord, Lord, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? We all can lift our hands and say, the Lord's arm has been revealed to me. The Lord's arm has been revealed to me. Therefore, they could not believe. There's them who the, the arm of the Lord has been revealed to them. They saw God. Amen. They had experienced God. And verse 39 says, therefore, they could not believe because Isaiah said it again. Hallelujah. 
he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they should see with their eyes, lest they should understand, amen, with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. God says, believe with your heart and turn. Think to the most high God, look at yourself and look at the choices. Praise God. So as we begin to go on and try and work through this, praise God. Let's bring it a little bit clearer. He's blind their eyes. And he's hardened their hearts. To keep them from seeing with their eyes and understanding with their heart and being converted. Otherwise, I, their God, would heal them. Hallelujah. If their hearts weren't hardened. So did God turn or did God harden the hearts of them in the scripture? Does this mean that God intentionally prevented these people from believing in him? No, he simply confirmed their choices. And that's been with me all week. He simply confirmed their choices. And it's right here that illumination came to me with that responsibility uh, of just being, the responsibility of being weighted, praise God. I had to make choices in the realm of being overwhelmed with responsibility. Hallelujah. And because of the choices that we make, there's outcomes that come away from them. So what are your choices today? Today you choose and you were intentional about coming into the sanctuary. Praise God. And when you make this choice on this day, then you're setting a precedent for the week. But you see, the enemy does not leave us alone just because we make the right choices. He's still there. Let's move on down the road. So after a lifetime, we go back now to the heart, to the heart being hardened. After a lifetime of resisting God, they become so set in their ways, and it's not so much the heart is hardened. It's because this is the way that I like it. This is the way that I want to do it. I don't want any change to take root. This is what I want to do. That they shouldn't even try to understand the message. Now we're doing, we're using a lot of they. And we're losing a lot of examples. But see, we have to turn that thing around and look at ourselves. Look at the choices that we make. Man, we could hear the message of God. We could understand the message of God. But then we make choices that are away from that message. Hallelujah. For such people, it is virtually impossible to come to God. Their hearts have been permanently hardened because they don't want to see anything any other way. Along with those who refuse to believe. Many believe but refuse to admit that they believe. Help me say, this is bad. Jesus, Jesus said it in, in, in Matthew 10, 32, 33. He said it, therefore the one who confesses and acknowledges me before men as Lord and Savior, affirming that statement of oneness. We have to affirm that statement of oneness. We can do it verbally, but that statement of oneness really comes clear through our actions and by what we say. Praise God. Hallelujah. Affirming that statement of Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, and we have oneness with him, that one I will also confess and acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. So we must look at ourselves. Look at yourself and look at your choices. But the one who denies me, but the one who denies me, and the one who rejects me before men, that one I will also deny and reject before my Father who is in heaven. Look at yourself. Look at your choices. Look at yourself. Look at your choices. Why am I not healed? 
Look at your choices. Why am I not experiencing the fullness? Look at your choices. What God promised. Look at your choices. Well, the scripture goes on saying in verse 41, these things Isaiah said when he saw his glory and spoke to him, choose to walk in the light. I got to choose to walk in the light. My choice is to walk in the light. It's going to be very hard to do so because the enemy brings so much temptation. The enemy knows our weaknesses, and he waits until we are most vulnerable. And we see a wonderful example of that. After Jesus Christ was called, after being baptized, he was called out by the Holy Ghost to go into the wilderness 40 days and 40 nights. And while he was at the, the precipice of step, stepping into his ministry, praise God, that's when the Holy Ghost began to tempt him. I know you haven't eaten anything. Turn this rock into bread. Praise God. I, I, I know the angels have charge over thee. If you just go up and jump, they'll catch you before. Temptations come when we're at our strongest point. And sometimes, saints to the most high God, we'll think, we think we're at our strong point and we're actually at a weak point. When we begin to look at what we choose to walk with. There's a lot of things out there, such as Black Lives Matter. There's reformations, there's denominations, there's Eastern stars, there's Masonic lodges, and we're not, we're not demonizing any of this. These are things that we choose to do, praise God. And along with those choices comes other things, hallelujah. There's the Senate, there's the House, there's the House of Representatives, there's the Joint Chiefs of Staff, there's the Senate Majority, praise God. There's the left wing, there's the right wing. There's conservatives, there's liberals, and with all of these things that we're throwing out, each and every one of these things, you have to make choices while you're in there. We're in our families, praise God. We must make choices. There's choices every day, and we must understand the significance of the choices that we're making. When we go on, there's the Air Force, there's the Army, there's the Navy, there's the Marines, there's the Coast Guard. There's all these things, but verse 42 says, nevertheless, even among the rules, hallelujah, even among the rulers, many believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they could not confess him lest they should put, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. Taint to the most high God, this is where we must take a stand in these days. These days. Amen. We must take a stand. Ah, they had to, they they were they were very concerned about the chooses, the choices that they made, praise God because they would be put out of the synagogue. And that was important for them to be in the synagogue. Saint to the Most High God, because of the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes. Well, today, in this modern time, we've had modern Sanhedrin. We have modern Pharisees. We have modern Sadducees. We have modern scribes. We must be careful. Hey, why should we be careful? Verse 43 says, for they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. Hallelujah. Remember early on we said that we have we don't see uh, quick results, right, ready results, amen? And so when we live in this life, there are shortcuts that are presented to us, and we must not take the shortcuts. Y'all don't hear me today. We must not take the shortcuts, amen, because we must, some, well, sometimes we, amen, begin to gravitate toward the praise of man, and not so much the praise of God. There's all types of flags that are flown across the nation. Everybody has a flag, but then there is one flag that we refer to. Uh, we refer to uh, her. We refer to her as her. Amen. Giving a place of honor. Praise God. But then 
there is within itself uh, a little further. We call her Old Glory. And St. the most high God, we celebrate this Independence Day. Amen. And, 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 and Old Glory is our flag. And yet, St. the most high God, we must understand why we have this independence. Huh? Yes, I know it was the tax and the tea. Hallelujah. And the Boston Tea Party. But again, there's more something much more greater. Amen. It was Jesus Christ at the cross that really gave us our independence. You see, it was at the cross, at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart roll away. It was there by faith I received my sight. And now I am happy all the day at the cross, at the cross. Amen. That's where God is going to enlighten us. That's where we'll be able to see God in his glory. Hallelujah. We thank God for old glory. We thank God for uh, Captain Driver who flew the flag, amen, at the top of his ship again and again and again. How was he to know? How was he to know that that small act of being faithful to the responsibility, hallelujah, one man's devotion to a national treasure, an inspiring example for us all as Americans. It was in 1824 that William Driver began to fly that. You never know how your choices will affect history. And let me, let me remind you that we can be absolutely sure that your choices and my choices have an impact. When we look at ourselves, amen, look at yourself and look at your choices. In verse 44, Jesus cried out. He said, he who believes in me, hallelujah, believes not in me, but him who sent me. So my very belief in God transcends through Jesus to God. And he who sees me, sees him who sent me. If we can see Jesus, we see God. He said, I've come as light unto the world. And whosoever believes in me should not, should not abide in darkness. Thanks to the most high God. We have to look at our choices and we have to look at ourselves because we cannot make choices that allow us to walk into darkness. All of our choices should be choices that lead us into light. Look at your choices. Don't choose the darkness. Choose the light that Jesus offers. Verse 47 says, and if any man hears my words and does not believe, hallelujah, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. Look at your choices and look at our choices and our choices are confirmed. Amen. What happens, our choices are confirmed. What happened to us and in us and through us, it's because of the affirmation of our choices. It's what we choose to do. Verse 48 says, he who rejects me and does not receive my words, amen, has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. You see, Jesus spoke the word and gave us opportunity. Amen. He not only spoke it, but he lived it and he walked it. He is a perfect example. And so I believe the last day for us is a different one. It's a different little meaning than when we look at it. When we talk about the last days, sometimes we're talking about the last days and a big spectrum. But I believe that the last day for us is when we take our life's last breath. It's when life leaves our body. That's my last day. 
That means I am no longer able to make choices for my time will have been already run out. I'm looking at my choices today, and I'm going to choose the light of Jesus' love. But verse 49 says, for I have not spoken on my own authority. This is Jesus speaking. I'm not speaking of my own authority. And when we speak, we're not speaking of our own authority. Jesus goes on to say, but the father who has sent me, he gave me a command. And the same command that Jesus was, has received from the father, that command is also a command that's given to us. And the command was what I should say and what I should speak. Saint to the most high God, when we really look at the word of God, the word of God gives us what to say. The word of God gives us how to act. The word of God gives us what to do. And when we begin to think we don't know, the Holy Ghost, the spirit of the living God, he's been given a mission. And his mission to, is to lead, to guide us and remind us what he, what we already know. He already knows what we know because he is God. And if we know anything about God, he's all-powerful. If we know anything about God, he is all-knowing. If we know anything about God, he sees everything. Uh, so verse 50 rounds it out for us, and it says, I know that his command is everlasting life. Hallelujah. Everlasting life, everlasting life. I don't know about you, but I choose everlasting life. Everlasting life is free, and I believe that the songwriter said everlasting life is free because it's a freedom of choice. Uh, we have to use Independence Day in all of what it represents. Uh, we are independently made. We are uniquely and wonderfully made. And because of my uniqueness and because of your uniqueness, we can make choices. And saints of the Most High God, when we begin to make choices, you see, what we're narrowing down to is the very condition of this world. It's my responsibility. It's your responsibility. Any individual that's living and breathing, the condition of this world is our responsibility. Whoever you, hallelujah, those that we have influence over, those who are watching us, it's our responsibility. Everything that's taking place in this world, we are responsible for it. And why are we responsible for it? We're responsible for it because God has given us dominion over everything. And our choices should be to follow after him. And I know that his command is everlasting life. That's Jesus. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. So here. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, when he was in office, he would leave the circle, the immediate circle of uh, the capital, as it was known in those days. And he would venture out and visit a church right on the border of Washington and Virginia. He would go into the church, but he would never go into the sanctuary. He would either sit uh, in that little hallway we got there, Greater Harvest, so he would sit in the hallway here. He would never come and enter into the sanctuary. And after one day, hallelujah, the driver asked, he said, Mr. President, how did you enjoy the service today? He said the points were okay. And he really presented the scripture in a wonderful way. And what, what I like most of all is the challenge. Saints to the most high God, the word must challenge us. The word must challenge us not only on Sunday, 
but the word must challenge us every day of the week. Uh, he responded that the preacher made good points, uh, but that was not the mark of good message in his opinion. The mark of a good message is that the word of God challenges the hearer to change his or her look on life. Saints of the Most High God, uh, we must be willing to change. I remember a book that was written some time ago. It's not a big book. I've even seen it in here in the church as I was walking around cleaning up here and there. And the title of the book speaks, hallelujah, the word of God. It kind of speaks the same thing. The, 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 the name of the book is We're Hung by Our Tongue. Do you remember seeing that book? And what we see is uh, hangs a noose and we see a little man hanging. Uh, we are hung by our tongue. We are hung by the things that we say, praise God, out of our mouths. Look at yourself and your choices. Well, good thing is I'm speaking. The good We can either speak good things into existence or we can speak bad things into existence. And what we're speaking is life or death. What we're speaking is light or darkness. Whichever way you're speaking, the Holy Ghost is going to perform according to what I am speaking. Praise God. I was arrested by the Holy Ghost this week. Hopefully, he'll arrest you as well. When you see, the Holy Ghost will convict me. He will convict you. He will arrest us and bless us at the same time. I am a living witness of the remarkable things that go on. And I can just call three instances. I can call uh, February 19, 1985 when the magnificent, wonderful power of the Holy Ghost came in and pulled me out of death grip. I can recall another just March 24th, 2021, when my car spun around three times on the 22. I can recall another incident just this week. And what I see and what I'm comparing is the very existence of God. And once we are doing the things that God wants us to do, once we're sowing the seeds, once we are, once we are, are stressing out. When I say stressing out, I, 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 I probably could say stressing in. And when I say stressing in, I mean we're being stressed and we're being torn about what to do and what not to do. And saints to the most high God, I find myself being stressed and torn about what to do and what not to do. But when I just resolve and do what God says to do and make that choice in the light, things begin to change. You see, February 24th, was a day, amen, that I say I've been out in the wilderness. Uh, we were able to get about 250 people vaccine, and we know the vaccines were being very challenged at those times. Uh, and then from doing that, praise God, we went to the broadcast, and we, the Holy Ghost blessed me with a wonderful message. Uh, and I just spoke to Lady B and said, I was on my way home. I was praying with another pastor in the midst of that. And all of a sudden, I heard the car tires screeching. I didn't know it was my car. I couldn't even tell what was going on. But all of a sudden, the car spun around one time. Hallelujah. And I realized, because I was looking at the traffic lights, spun around again. And by this time, it was kind of funny. And I did chuckle. And I said, okay, Holy Ghost, we got to do something here. And I heard the Holy Ghost verbally say, I got the wheel. Thanks to the Most High God, when the car end up, praise God, I'm in the number two and the number three lane, amen, and I'm looking out the passenger window, and I'm seeing the cars coming this way, and the pastor who was on the phone was Pastor White, and he's screaming, don't get out of the car, don't get out of the car, the Holy Ghost, I jumped out of the car, ran around, 
stopped the traffic. Hallelujah. Got back in the car and the Holy Ghost moved the car over. Saints to the Most High God, this is what I know takes place. When you're doing God's will, I know God will take care of you. And now I'm talking about stressing in and, and stressing out. That means you're trying to figure out what to do and what not to do. You're trying to figure out if God's saying go or God's saying stand still or God's saying do it or God's saying not do it. We go through these things again and again and again, over and over. And sometimes I believe that I've already understand and I got this thing. I got this thing now. I got it, Holy Ghost. So I'm waiting for the next time that the next challenge come. I'm looking for something that's going to resemble the next challenge. But think to the most high God, it's a different challenge. It comes a different way and it comes to exercise our faith. So our faith must grow and our faith must be strong. That's why he say faith without works is dead. So the challenge that comes and we think we got it, Amen. We don't have it. Like the song says, you are my strength. Strength like no other reaches up to you. Take to the most high God, conflicted, amen, and being overwhelmed with responsibility. And I challenged God. I said, God, why should I feel so responsible for all of this mess? And the Holy Ghost said, you are responsible because I called you to responsibility. And not only that, amen, that beautiful light that's sitting over in the right corner. I said, baby, I don't want to do this. She said, you have to do it. You have to do it. I look at her and she don't know it, but I said, I don't want to hear you either. Neither the Holy Ghost. But I'm telling you, saints are the most high God. Saints are the most high God. The Holy Ghost gave me some instructions. When I finally humbled myself, see, I told you about stressing in and stressing out. When I finally stopped stressing out and began to start stressing in, I began to hear the voice of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost said, look at yourself and look at your choices. Look at yourself and look at your choices. And then he took me back to those two incidents that I just recalled. And because of making the choices, praise God, it was choices that put me in the light and not in the darkness. Saints of the Most High God, when you choose to be in the light, when you choose to be in the light, when you choose to walk with God, when you choose to go with them all the way, when you choose to, to take up and go up, as the song said, the rough side of the mountain, you're going to hear some things and you're going to see some things that are going to take place in your life. So here we go. So here we go. Here it is now. I'm, I have to do something. And of course, <laughs> of course, brother, brother Bubba, it calls driving. Hallelujah. And he gave me the instructions. He said, drive this car on Monday. Drive this car on Tuesday. And drive the Lexus on Wednesday. You see, the very, the very significance of that is that the Lexus has 476,714 miles on it. And it needs to pass the smog. And saints of the most high God, I went to the smog place a week prior. And they said it'll be about $3,000 to get this car to pass smog. Saints to the most high God, I began to talk to that young lady over there again. And she says, don't worry about it, honey. It's going to be okay. I said, yep, yeah, all right. So now following what the Holy Ghost did, I jumped in the car on Wednesday, went to my meeting, praise God. And in between going to the meetings, amen, what ended up happening is the check engine light went off. Y'all don't hear me. The check engine light just went off. Hallelujah. And the Holy Ghost said, go to a smog. And I said, yes, I'm going to go do that. But I got caught up, and I went to another meeting, and I forgot, amen. And I, I drove into the church parking lot, put 
the key in the door. Holy Ghost said, didn't I tell you to go? And here's where you go. Hallelujah. Went to the place where he designated to go. And I've got a Wednesday. I've got a, a pass smog. Now, to somebody that not might, that might not be a lot. But not having to pay $3,000. Not having to pay $3,000. And the car passed smog. And about five or six hours after the car passed small, guess what? The check engine light came back on. Our saints of the most high God. And now, and now, I don't know, the check engine light goes on. Now the check engine light comes off. I don't care what it does. The car drives like a Jew, and it didn't cost me $3,000. That may not mean anything to anybody, but I'm going to tell you, saints of the most high God, when you begin to do what God says to do, when you begin to walk through and work in it, I got one little thing here. You know, in the first five days, God creation, he said everything was good. And then when he created man, he said, very good. But then when he created the firmament, he said, oh, that's just so. Saint to the most high God. God could not say it was good to, to create that firmament because you see our blessings have to pass through. And I'm encouraging you today. The blessings have to pass through. And saints to the most high God, you got to ask him. You got to knock them and you got to and you got to seek them. And here's the pass through saints. Hallelujah. The pass through is this. Uh, Daniel prayed and while Daniel was praying, praise God. Oh, help me. Holy Ghost. Uh, Gabriel was dispatched with the answer, but we know the story. The king of Persia held up the answer. Saints to the most high God. God had to turn around and dispatch Micah. Amen. To help free Gabriel so Gabriel could deliver Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Deliver the answer. Saint to the most high God, when you pray, God hears you. Saint to the most high God, look at yourself. Look at your choices. Look at what you're doing. Don't stop praying. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't give out. Just hold on and watch God do it. Hallelujah. If, if He could have said it was good due to the fact, but he couldn't say that because he knew that some things were going to take place. God's fighting for us and the weapons of, so when God is fighting for us, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That means we don't have to operate in the flesh. We operate in the spirit. And while we're in the spirit, hallelujah, strongholds are being pulled down. Jesus made choices. And when we look at all the choices that Jesus made, Jesus said, prepare me a body, Father, and I'll go. Jesus said, Father, please, if there's any other way to do this, please let it pass. But, Father God, if there's no other way to do this, uh, hallelujah, I will, hallelujah, let this bitter cup pass. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Saints to the most high God, in these days that we have left, we've got to get a nevertheless, Lord. Uh, nevertheless, how I feel. Uh, nevertheless, how I see. Nevertheless, what I think. Nevertheless, what people say. Nevertheless, what the devil say. Look at your choices. Amen. Look at yourself. Hallelujah. Jesus said, Father, if there's any other way to do this, can we find it? Can we find it? Saints of the Most High God, the last and evil days are here. And our days are numbered. When the light goes off, when the spirit that puts life in this earthland tabernacle, when it leaves, we have no more choices. But we have choices today. And saints of the most high God, 
We have to look at ourselves. Look at the choices that we make. And if each and every one of us who calls on Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, if we look at it that way, oh, help me, Holy Ghost, things will be different. Things will be different. God said he would heal the land. God said he would heal the land. Look at yourself. All I learned was it's hard to choose the life in a dark world. It's easy to allow the circumference and the covering of the darkness to encompass you. Even in the midst of darkness, choose the light. Watch God light your path. Watch God. Show you the way. Watch God. Help us. Help us. This day. Father, thank you for being real in our lives. Father, thank you for you are our strength. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. Reaches to me. Reaches to us. You're our hope. You are joy. You are peace like no other. Reaching to us. We thank you for your amazing grace. We thank you for being all that you called us to be. And we thank you in Jesus' name. This is the first Sunday. Hallelujah. Uh, somebody bring me a Bible. Somebody can come and read the scripture first, Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. Hallelujah. I didn't bring my Bible to the pulpit with me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That discourse of scripture, it was our last time that the Holy Ghost, that the Spirit of God, Jesus himself was eating with the disciples. And we usually bring our scripture reading before our communion. Father, we thank you for your love, your kindness, your tender, sweet mercy, no precious than silver but gold. Father, we thank you for being a light. Thank you, Father God, that we make choices. We believe you, God, for everything, for everything, for everything. Scripture reads, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting with verse 23. It says, For I received of the Lord that which also I have delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. 
therefore, if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when we come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together unto condemnation. And the rest I will set in order when I come. Father, we thank you for being the light. We thank you, Father God, for being salt. We thank you, Father God, for being our everything. Father, we thank you for the bread that represents your body. We thank you for the juice that represents your blood. Oh, God, bless both artifacts. And, Father, we thank you for this is the seventh month. June was a hard month. But we thank you, Father God, for things being completed in this month of July. We thank you, Father God, for holding us and keeping us in the hollow of your hand. Oh, God, whatever's in the hollow of your hand cannot be plucked out. Millions didn't make it, but we one of the ones who did. And, Father, we ask that you would keep speaking wisdom and life into our lives and allowing us to be all that you've called us to be in these last and evil days. In Jesus' name we do pray. Thank God. Thank God. And amen. Amen. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. Glory will. This is my favorite. For it reaches. To the highest mountain, and it flows to the lowest valley. Oh, yes, the blood that released from there today. It It's fine, for it reaches to the highest mountain, and it flows to the lowest valley. Oh, yes, the blood that gives me Jesus on that night, after he blessed the bread, he break it. He said, take, eat. As often as you do this, you do this in remembrance of me. And in like manner, he took the cup. After he had blessed it, he said, take and drink. 
And as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Then I would not be free unless there was power in the blood, power in the blood, power in the blood. Said I would not be free unless there was power in the blood, in the precious blood of the Lamb. I know there's power, wonder-working power, in the blood of the Lamb. I know there's power, power, wonder-working power, in the precious blood of the Lamb. As I'm closing service today, I don't know, and I don't have the mathematical fortitude to uh, figure out when Independence Day will be on Sunday next week. But I thank God for the independence that was provided by the blood. The independence that, that is provided through the blood of my that's where our freedom comes from. And then we can be free from all other things. Father, we thank you for the cross. We thank you for the independence that the cross brings to us. God, we lift holy hands in the sanctuary as we bless your name. Father, I just thank you, Father, that we go out from here revived and energized and full of thought and energy and fiber to go on and run on and see what the end is going to be. I thank you, Father, all that you're doing, all that who you are. And I thank you for stirring up the gifts in the body of Christ everywhere. But first of all, God, stirring up the gifts in me, stirring up the gifts in us, that we would do all that you called us to be. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Thank God, thank God, and amen. God bless you, Greater Harvest. God bless you, body of Christ. Thank you for another day in the Lord.